0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby Podcast. I am your host, Therese Reese, and I am going to read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong Willed Mind Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. And today's poem is a two-part poem entitled, Embrace Yourself. Here we go. Become in tune with yourself. Listen to the matters of your heart. Pay attention to your first thought. Take long walks in the park. Follow your dreams. Excuse me. Don't ever give up. Excuse me, y'all. I'm having a bit of a congestion issue on today, so please forgive me. Let's start from the top, shall we? (laughs) For those of you that have never listened to my episodes, this is pretty much how it works. Um, On this episode or on my podcast, um, we are raw, which is real and wise. What I do is go through the process of recording. Excuse me without any edits or anything, so that you literally are hearing my truth in the moment, no matter what that is. (laughs) So right now, I'm dealing with congestion issues, but it's not going to stop me from recording this podcast on today. Here we go. Let's start from the top, shall we? Again, the name of the poem, part one and two, is called Embrace Yourself, written by Yours truly, Therese Reese, myself. Okay, here we go. Become in tune with yourself. Listen to the matters of your heart. Pay attention to your first thought. Take long walks in the park. Follow your dreams. Don't ever give up. Write your vision down and make it plain. Know when you've had enough. Be your own, your very own cheerleader. Be your own best friend, even if no one else believes that you can. Envision yourself on top of the world. Trust your instincts, too. Let your steps be ordered by the Lord when life gets really hard. Never give up. With God, nothing is impossible. Reach beyond the universe. Don't forget where you've been. Don't compromise your morals or your values for anyone. Hold your head up high whenever you fall. Trust and believe that you are never alone. Failure is the lack of trying. So try even harder than you did last time, than the very last time. Mean what you say and say what you mean in love. Success is closer to you than you know, because by God being for you, your desires he will fulfill. Stay true to yourself. Refuse to dwell on your past. Focus on your present and future. It's okay to say no sometimes. Your goodbye could mean hello to someone else. So be careful what you say. You may be entertaining angels. Make each and every moment of it count. Know that if God is for you, you will never be in lack. Love yourself beyond your wildest imagination so that the presence of another is only a compliment. To the beauty to which you found inside, a reflection of your gift, God has blessed you with life take the time to appreciate your life embrace yourself and don't forget you are uniquely and wonderfully made so i hope that you all have had the most amazing <clears throat> excuse me evening morning afternoon whenever it is that you hear this episode on today what i really wanted to talk about and i just really just wanted to have a conversation is who taught you to fear see the bible says that god has not given us given us a spirit of fear but he has given us a spirit of power love and a sound mind <clears throat> excuse me and so as i was in my alone time quiet time this morning Meditation time with God I literally heard the question So clear Who taught you to fear? And That is a very, very powerful question So I may not be able to unpack it all during this episode But the little bit that I did unpack Was how I've learned over the course of journaling and over the course of reflecting and over the course of self-evaluation and over the course of shadow work that there are a lot of experiences that I have had where I didn't start off afraid. But because of betrayal... Because of being deceived, because of being manipulated, because of being lied on, because of being cheated on, because of being told one thing and then someone doing something totally different, fear crept in. So I've heard people say that fear is false evidence appearing real. And in a lot of ways, I can really agree with that. I remember when I first started dating this particular said intervi- individual that came to my mind on today. And I was trying to figure out when was the very first relationship that I was introduced to fear. And I remember this particular experience where I started off trusting this person beyond measure to the point that I would be at work and he would be hanging out with my, at that time, I considered a dear friend and did not realize that there were There was mischief going on behind my back. There was plotting going on behind my back. And the young lady who I considered a best friend, excuse me, I quickly discovered that although I was loyal to her, she was not loyal to me. And although I was loyal to him, he was not loyal to me. And it literally made sense when I was first introduced to the spirit of fear. See, while I was trusting that they had a strictly platonic relationship and I didn't have a reason or a cause to think otherwise. And for the most part, maybe they did or maybe they didn't. But what I learned later was that this person whom I called a best friend and considered a best friend was actually working on setting my guy at the time up with one of her Other friends whom she considered to be a better friend than me or really truly her best friend and over a period of years because I was clueless to all that was going on they were formulating a relationship that evolved into a sexual encounter eventually all while I was impregnated by his child with his child and even after I gave birth to his child. And so this is when fear crept in. Because I was under the impression that the same energy that I was giving the friendship and the relationship in terms of being completely loyal and faithful and true, that I was getting that same energy back. Only to discover that by my trusting these two individuals, I would eventually, actually three, because I was friends with all three and in a relationship with one, romantic relationship. And so I quickly learned that (laughs) fear is real. And in that experience, though, it crippled me. Because I went from trusting people without a shadow of a doubt to second guessing attempts and different attempts of trying to date me or trying to be my friend. Um, I, I truly went through a season of not being able to trust women or men at all. And one of the reasons is because I considered that dear friend like a sister. And I considered the one that she called her best friend, I consider her like a sister. So those were like the ultimate betrayals for me. And I remember my aunt telling me later, later, later on in the years, when we kind of discussed some of the betrayals that I had experienced growing up, that we didn't know it at the time, but they were what you consider frenemies now. Um, But I didn't know anything about that. I didn't know anything about the betrayal of friendships. I didn't know. I was just that naive. I was just that clueless. Um, And I was just that trusting. I truly believed that if I'm loyal to you, that you're going to be loyal to me. If I'm honest with you, that you're going to be honest with me. And I don't know if that caused me to start studying people more. But in a lot of ways, my defenses and my guards were way up. So who taught you to fear? Me being betrayed taught me to fear. And whenever you learn that type of lesson, I'm going to be the first to tell you it is not an easy lesson to unlearn. I entered into a friendship with another female later on down the line and she and I are no longer considered dear friends um, because I experienced another level of betrayal. But anyhow, um, one of the things that I remember her doing was shaking me one day because we were we were making arrangements to go somewhere, do something. And it was at the time I was married and Um, I remember her shaking me and she was like, I'm not those girls. I'm not like those girls who have crossed your path and betrayed you. Because I've always been, for the most part, extremely transparent. And I remember one of the girls that betrayed me saying, I didn't know that you liked him as much as you did. If I would have known that, I would have never slept with him. Isn't that crazy? See, The way that I was raised, friends don't sleep with friends' exes. The way that I was raised, you keep the lines of communication open at all cost. I was so transparent that I remember we had Senior Skip Day. And during Senior Skip Day, I went and actually told my mother Well, before senior, it was that morning, told her, Mom, me and my friends are not going to school today. We're going to skip our classes because today is senior skip day. I remember the day I lost my virginity. Mom, I lost my virginity tonight with ex, you know, with so and so. I've always been, for as long as I can remember, extremely transparent. My parents did not have to guess. I wasn't the sneaky type. I've always been honest and open for the most part. And I believe that's to a fault. Um, If I'm just being completely honest, because everyone is not as open and honest <laughs> as you may be. And so in a lot of ways, I feel like that has scarred me. Um because my open and honest my openness and honesty I guess was being shared with the wrong people who could not handle my truth and used that as a ploy to manipulate me leading me to believe that they were for me when they were actually against me the entire time who taught you to fear everything happens for a reason I found it in my heart over a period of time to be able to forgive these persons and to be able to accept them for who they are. Once I learned who they were. Now, learning who they were was extremely painful for me. I'm not going to lie about that. Um, and I also discovered that you really can look for love in all the wrong places Even when it comes to your friendships, you may want love just that badly to where you may see the red flags in a friendship. You may see that this person, based off of how they've treated their other friendships, are not the loyal type, but you convince yourself that they may be different with you because you're a different caliber of a person. See, the Bible says a man that Um, It says something on the lines of a man that thinks that, that he is something when he is nothing deceives himself. And in a lot of ways, I thought. If I'm just being completely honest and transparent, that because I was trustworthy. That these people were trustworthy, too. And so. In a lot of ways, I believe I had the savior syndrome and didn't even know it. That I could help change the trajectory of how they treat people or how they look at people based off of their experience with me or experiences with me. And instead, I got betrayed like Judas. (laughs) I got kissed on the cheek and betrayed. And over a period of time, it caused me to. Fear being a friend or having a friend of the same sex, not trusting them around my man, so to speak, because I had literally witnessed certain women grinning in my face and trying to sleep with my man, if not successful, behind my back. So, over a period of time, my guards went up. I could look at you, I could smile. But one thing I wasn't going to do is bring you around mine because those people taught me how to fear. Now, the irony of that is, is that even though I learned the lesson of fear from them, I was labeled crazy. Once I was able to see them for who they truly were. Oh, you just jealous. Oh, you're just insecure. Oh, you're crazy. I wonder where the jealousy came from. I wonder where the insecurities came from. I wonder where the craziness came from. See, the seeds that they had sown where there were once no seeds became the very things that they used against me. Before I met them, I was not insecure. Before I met them, I was not jealous. Before I met them, I was not crazy. But those experiences caused me to see a different side of myself That I probably would have never known existed had I not crossed their paths. And the betrayal had layers. Layers. It wasn't just one betrayal. And that's where my not truly knowing what love looked like. Now looking back. I believe that's where attracting that negative and those negative experiences came from. See, when we are broken and we connect to other broken people, then broken can be get broken if neither one of us are willing to do the shadow work, the self work to heal. So I found out years later that there were certain jealousies on this particular individual's part that they had towards me. That I didn't even know that they had because, see, one of the things was my complexion was a lot lighter than hers. And in her mind, I thought I was all that in a bag of chips. But the crazy thing was, I did not view myself that way. In fact, I've never truly viewed myself that way. But she projected her insecurities on me. And by her projecting her insecurities on me, she literally created an insecure situation with me. And I was never insecure to that degree until our paths crossed and until I called her friend. And until I called the other person friend and until I called this man or at the time he was a young man boyfriend. I never knew that level of pain. I never knew that level of of dysfunction, I never knew that level of heartache. I never knew that level of betrayal until I befriended these people. Who taught you how to fear? Life experiences can teach you to be afraid. And I do agree. God has not given us a spirit of fear. Maybe that's why I'm in a phase of my life, a season of my life where I'm asking God to rewrite my story. Where he selects and ordains my friendships. Not saying that a God-ordained friendship is not going to go through some kind of trial and some kind of tribulation. But I have witnessed what it's like when you do it on your own as opposed to when you allow him to be the one to order your steps. I know how painful it can be. I really do. But I've also seen when you are dealing with two people that believe in the same thing. And truly believe in the same thing, not where one is a wolf in sheep's clothing, because I've experienced that, too. But when two people truly experience the same thing and believe in the same thing at the same time, even the Bible talks about how can one or two come together unless they both agree? Well, that's kind of how I feel when it comes to friendships now. If we're not on the same page and if you are in a phase of you're trying to get back at your man so you're going to flirt with everything moving, including my man, I think I need to keep my distance. See, I've learned. But I didn't always know that. And I don't always, I didn't always allow God to be the one to show me the, the right path. I made a lot of foolish decisions. I made a lot of fleshly decisions and I dealt with those consequences. But fear crept in unaware. And although it was a false evidence appearing real, because the reality of it is, if I look back, this guy was never my guy. So did they really take him from me? Even when or even if this particular person thought that her other friend was more suitable for him than I was, was he really mine ever to begin with? If she could even put him in a position to be tempted like that, was he ever truly mine? Or had I created this narrative that I was with him, even though he was making it very much apparent that he wasn't with me on that same level? He was still entertaining his options while I was completely monogamous and faithful and into the relationship. He was still playing while I was being very serious. And then fear crept in the fear of losing him, the fear of losing my friendships, the fear. And then I started compromising. I started Making excuses. Oh, he's just a boy. Oh, that's just what people do. I was listening to. I hope I don't get it wrong. But Torrey Roberts and his wife. Sarah Jakes Roberts. And I remember her saying one day. She was talking about how her first marriage. And I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember verbatim. But I can tell you what stuck. She was saying how. Her first marriage, she found out that her husband cheated on her. And the words that came out of her mouth weren't necessarily all holy, which I could definitely understand why. Fast forward, they get a divorce. She's healing from her past. And then she crossed paths with her now husband, Torrey Roberts, And she made up in her mind somewhere along the way that cheating was okay. If her husband cheated on her, it was to be expected. But her now husband called her to the rug on that. See, fear will have you saying things that you really don't mean. Fear will have you seeing things that really aren't there. Fear will have you feeling things that don't even exist because you're afraid of being disappointed. You're afraid of being heartbroken. You're afraid of losing that loved one. You're just plain old afraid. But Torrey Roberts called her to the carpet and said. In a nutshell, why would that ever be okay with you? And why would you want to marry someone that you know that the, that the possibility, remember, I'm paraphrasing, of infidelity is something that's inevitable. Why would you want that to be your life partner? Why would you want to choose that for yourself? Because in a lot of ways, if you think about it, that would be settling. So I've had to challenge myself in a lot of different areas of my life. I've had to ask myself very deep questions that maybe people just don't bother asking themselves. But I heard it said one day that if you want something different, you got to do something different instead of doing the same thing, expecting different results. Because when you do the same thing, expecting different results, that is. Is called insanity. And I've made so many different choices in my life, some that I'm extremely proud of, some that I'm not so proud of. When did fear creep in? Who taught you how to fear? What are you really afraid of? Are you afraid of giving your heart to someone? And then they might break it. Are you afraid of telling your truth and love and it be rejected? Are you afraid of not living out to your fullest potential? Are you afraid of failing? What is it that makes you afraid? Who taught you how to fear? The more that I dig deep into my relationship with God, I start to realize that it is very much true. If God before me, it is more than the whole world against me. See, the world is going to try you in one way, form or another. The world and the people that dwell in the world are going to try you. But who should you really, truly be afraid of? Man, man will always disappoint you. Man is not meant to be your God or your idol. But God promises that he has not given us a spirit of fear, but he has given us a spirit of power, of love, and a sound mind. So if you have the option to fear, which is to be afraid, Or if you have the option to have power, which is to overcome every trial and every tribulation that will try to come against you, every piece of adversity. Love, which according to the word, conquers all things and a sound mind, which keeps you from frowning, grieving as much because you're thinking on pure thoughts, good thoughts Which frame of mind would you rather have? One that has you downtrodden, always sad, jealous, insecure. It's kind of like bondage if you think about it. Or the one that has you free. Sound mind, operating in love, peace, joy. Power. That's where the power lies. Who taught you? How to fear. We have the power to walk away from those things that cause us to be afraid. We have the power to change the trajectory of our lives in the most amazing way. If we would just dig deeper and figure out where that fear stems from. See, over time, I've had to reframe some of those friendships. What I considered friendships, and I discovered later on, a lot of them were one sided. And I started asking for reciprocation. I started praying for reciprocation. I started asking God to show me where I err, where I've made mistakes, and how I talk to people, the tone that I use how I perceive certain people to give certain people a chance and not give them a chance so that I can mold them into who I want them to be, but give them a chance to truly be who they are in their authenticity so that I can truly be who I am in my authenticity. That way I'm able to see if the friendship is genuine. That way I'm able to see if the relationship is real. It makes a big difference. But I do know this. God did not teach me how to fear. This is going to conclude my episode on today. I hope that y'all have the most amazing evening, morning, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. But please, please, please do me a huge favor and take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye. And thank you so much for listening.